Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey, a member of the Hockey Focus family of podcasts, where I don't claim to be a hockey expert, but simply an overzealous hockey fan that loves to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. I'm your host, Chris, and today's special guest is the play-by-play announcer for the USPHL's Northern Colorado Eagles, Brendan Price. Brendan, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back, sir. It's always a pleasure. And, I mean, looking at the calendar, right? Yeah. Six days <laughs> I'm ready. counting. Six days and counting until... Uh, the Mountain Division in earnest begins some preseason contests. Ogden will be playing. The Eagles and Pueblo will be playing. And then, you know, after that, we're talking season openers here in two weeks. The buzz is beginning to pick up steam. Whew, I've been watching. I've been getting myself warmed up with some Champions Hockey League action as they've been playing since the 1st of September. And, of course, you listeners are listening to this about the 7th. 8th of September, um, but this is the 4th of September on Sunday, and we are doing our first ever USPHL After Dark Fantasy Draft, and uh, there's going to be six of us teams involved here. You know, Brendan, me and you talked about it, I don't know, like the beginning of 2022, and we thought what a kind of a cool idea it would be, and here we are, man. We're actually going to be drafting. Well, and you know, I, I think, especially with the emergence of the Northwest division and, and hockey as a whole out in the USPHL after dark, right. And homage to those later time zones. Uh, again, you know, I've said it, it feels like every time I'm on here, it is a great time to be a hockey fan in the Rocky mountain region. It's a great time to be a hockey fan um, on the West coast. And, you know, it's a great time to be a player looking to develop in this region because there are so many options for folks now. Yeah, it is. And, it, and players don't have to go out east. They don't have to go up to Canada. They can stay home. They can stay home in the southwest and the Pacific states and play hockey and get developed and be seen by college programs, D3, D1, uh, bigger you know leagues like the USCHL, the NAL, the CHL leagues. And uh, they can get noticed now and they, they don't have to travel across the country. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a huge deal and you know we'll go through everybody's picks and everything today get a feel for where folks are at and and again it just goes to speak especially at the usphl level um a lot of teams now out west six in the mountain division five in the northwest and i believe eight in the pacific it's it's a good time to be a hockey fan out here It, it it is and uh so for anyone that's not familiar at this point with uh, this USPHL After Dark draft, uh, there's a whole article we wrote on the Hockey Focus about it, so you can check it out. I've retweeted it a couple times. If you want to see how the rules apply, and for anybody that wants to jump on late between this draft and Phase 2, reach out. There's a way that people can draft into the uh, Phase 2 portion and still be involved in this before Phase 2 ends. But reach out if you're interested in joining this draft. I'm just going to go over some quick procedures here. But basically, like I said, the draft's going to happen in two phases. It's happening today on September 4th, and then we're targeting the 11th, but we're not 100% sure if that's actually going to go down because of work schedules. And it's going to be five rounds each for a total of 10 players per team. And again, that's two goalies, two defensemen on the day of the draft, the remaining being six forwards. The order selection is random. It was drawn out of a hat before we started on a podcast. And... uh you can't make this stuff up, uh, Brendan, because you saw the the crunched up balls. Uh, you saw the hat. And I made a joke that I I was super excited to go first. And it happened. <laughs> you know? so, I, I and you just kind of rolled your eyes. I saw the video evidence, folks. 
and it was legit. I was upset, and I was actually doubly upset because I ended up second, and we were talking about how <laughs> that doesn't look suspicious in the slightest. You can't, you can't make that. Well, you can make that stuff up, but it's like I, I'm like. It could have gone almost any other way. I was hoping at least to go. I'm like, I just hope I go second, but I hope I don't go six. And I ended up going first and you ended up going second. I'm like, oh, this is going to look like it's rigged. But anyway, it's going to be my team, the Orison Kraken, your team, the Noco Locos, then Steve, the Snoring Mountain Snakes, the Wasatch Ice Dogs, Seabass, the Canadian Cobra Chickens, and Ben, the Silicon Valley Chihuahua. So uh, this is going to be a group of names. <laughs> we got chihuahuas, cobra chickens, which if people don't know, those are geese, uh, specifically Canadian geese. I like the the rhyming there with the noco locos and then, uh, yeah, the, the croc and the snakes and the ice dogs. So, but that's going to be the order one through six. And basically those not in attendance have already submitted their lists. My list was already submitted to co-host Ben upon Ben sending me his list so that there's transparency. So there's no... I couldn't rig it after getting people's lists because people really just couldn't be on the podcast. Um, people have lives. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of how it's going to go. So you ready to jump into this? Pick Let's one. Let's do it to it. All right. I'm going to go to my list since I am picking first and I'm super excited about that. And I'm, I'm going to probably get some hate right out the gate here. First overall, from the Northern Colorado Eagles, goaltender Charles Anthony Barbeau. Welcome to the Orson oh. Kraken. Oh, that so you know what's funny is I, I think there were one or two routes you could have taken, right? And I think I'll end up taking yep. the other one here in a minute. And you know, the thing <laughs> with Barbo that and again having, you know, kind of the first person look at him and everything, the thing that just amazes me about Barbo is again, you look at that development curve. I mean, this will be his third season with the Eagles, second full season he joined in January of twenty twenty one halfway through the 2020-21 season. And, you know, he was a he was at that point a third string, developed. Last year, the starting mm-hmm. job was kind of up for grabs in 21-22. By November, it was his net. He had rusted away from the competition, put together an all-star season. And, again, that's one of the things that uh, Coach Steve Haddon and that program do, is they just take guys in their second, in their third year, and they just make that leap. And, I mean, Barbeau, arguably, is probably the top returning goaltender in the league by, or Mm -hmm. in the division, by a lot of metrics, Um, at least at the moment, right? We don't necessarily know um, what that looks like for other rosters who haven't submitted. But, I mean, you look at his his career goaltending-wise, 36 wins with the Eagles. He's in the top five. He's got an opportunity to jump into the top three by in franchise history by the end of the year. And he's a good kid. I mean, you can't go wrong with that either. No, you, you can't. It was fun to watch him just completely steal the net last year and just take over. Considering how he played and how many games he played for me, goalies, I'm always, always going after a goalie first. I don't care what I have to do. Every draft I, I do, I don't I don't care if I have a chance at the best forward in a league. I'm going after the best goalie I can get my hands on right out the gate. It's just, as a goalie, I always pick a goalie first. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming and hoping he's going to get a ton of games this year, and he's gonna, just going to be a massive point producer for me. So welcome to the Orison Kraken, Charles Anthony Barbeau. Second overall pick. Brendan, you're on the clock. 
Well, it's going to be pretty quick since Barb's is off the board. Uh, you know, you, you get one guy from each team, and and you look across at, at again some of the guys that and names that are returning. And man, what what else do you say about Jake Murray in Ogden? Ah. Uh, he's he's coming back another season um, with the Mustangs, and, and again, he's another one of those guys. He's an O two. He's been around. This will be his third year in Ogden. And again, Miri in that boat where if he puts up a similar profile in numbers uh, this year to last year, he's going to finish potentially his Mustang career in the top five in games play. He's going to be knocking on the door of the top five, top four in, in points all time as a Mustang. And I mean, he just has such good hands. They're soft. He's got great vision. I mean, you think about here's a guy that has 91 assists in two regular seasons. 91. That's not counting the five assists he has in six playoff games, right? So, I yep. mean, he's he's got 96 assists in just under 100 career games as a Mustang, and he just always seems to find the goals for it. He always finds space. He does. He's such a talented player. I know he's one of the first players we ever talked about on this podcast because Steve, whose pick is next, was so impressed with him and his hockey IQ. I think at first we thought he was a defenseman, but he he has such a great defensive game uh, that we just assumed at that point he was a defenseman. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's really smart hockey player and really excited to see him come back this year and really disappointed he's off the board because uh he he was very high on my list. <laughs> so, you, you knew he wasn't gonna make it that far, right? Yeah, I I did, but uh, <laughs> you know you take you take your risk. You take I have to I have to choose a goalie first, man. I have to do it. So hope is a powerful thing. It really is, and so <laughs> we'll we'll go to the third overall pick, and this is gonna be for the Snakes, which is Steve's team, and Steve picks out of the Ogden Mustangs goaltender Trey Hirschfield. So. Obviously, Trey played, uh, you know, most of his season or was most of his season up in the Nall last year where he was uh, more in the backup role. But wanted that time, came back down to Ogden because Ogden had already had his rights in the USPHL. It looks like really wanted to come back to Ogden this year and get some playing time and uh, and really highlight what he can do. I think this is a great pickup by Steve. Yeah. And the thing, as you mentioned, with with Hirschfield, he'll come back to Ogden. You know, we saw him uh, get a look at the end of, of the regular season and in the playoffs last year um, against the Eagles. He's a big body goaltender, goes post to post laterally really well. And you know what? I think that given where the Mustangs are at with their goaltending right now, I think Hirschfield is nominally the number one. Um, but, you know, we've seen uh, Kenny Orlando in entering his third year in Ogden. He loves to rotate goaltenders around, give everybody a good look, even out the workload. So I think it'll be a good situation for Hirschfield this year. I agree. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him in net, you know, really make that statement. I think he's wanting to make. And we'll move on to the fourth pick for the Wasatch Ice Dog. And this is going to be he's going to be selecting from the Ogden Mustangs, Dimitri Voyatsis. Oh, man. What can you say about Boatz's season last year? I mean, he was a rookie. He had 43 points in 46 games. Kid's a tank uh, up the middle. And, you know, he's going to be one of those guys, I think, when you look at some of the scoring that isn't returning, notably Cade Herrera. I think Boyatzis is a guy that can really step up and step into that role. 
again, another player that was high on my list. He had great stats last year. I know he kind of hit a small cold spot, but he had, yep. what, 16 goals, 27 assists, 43 points in 46 games. So I knew he wasn't going to last long either. And so we'll move on to the appropriately named for Seabass, the Canadian Cobra Chickens. And they will be selecting fifth overall. So let me go to his list. Seabass will be selecting from the Vernal Oilers forward Chase Perry. So if we take a look at Chase Perry, Vernal Oilers, because we got a whole spreadsheet here uh, looking at Perry statistics. Wow. So basically Chase Perry looks like he had a 1.3 points per game last season. Yeah, Perry started off the year in Utah with the Outliers, got a cup of coffee there, wound up in Vernal. And, you know, the Oilers are going to be a really interesting group this year, I think. They bring back a, a good core um, of guys that they had last year in the Can-Am Junior Hockey League. And, you know, they're in a great position in Vernal. They got a lot of community support. And Perry's going to be one of those guys, especially because he's got some experience in the USPHL in this division already. He might be one of those guys that the Oilers really need to lean on. Yeah, looking at his stats, I don't really recall him from last season with the Outliers, but his information is on here. He's out of Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania. He's a 2003. He's got really good numbers. It's going to be exciting to see him uh, see him with Vernal this year in the Northwest Division. So that'll take us now into the sixth overall pick, and this is going to be for the Chihuahua, which is Ben's team, and he will be selecting... Out of the San Diego Sabres, Caleb Miller. So it looks like Caleb uh, is a forward. He's got a 1.125 points per game. Uh, looks like last season he spent a lot of time with the Tri-City Junior Storm. You know, he's a Kearney kid. So from Nebraska, grew up right, you know, basically right in the same town, right down the street from the Tri-City Storm, um, the USHL team. And you know, some of those programs in the Pacific Division, especially San Diego being one of them, um, have really responded well out of the COVID the year the Sabres played in Hub City. They did a great job uh, recruiting what felt like uh, all of Scandinavia last year. And, you know, again, they're going to go with uh, a younger player. Miller's an 04. It'll be interesting to see. Sometimes you never know with that transition from high school hockey to juniors. Does it take time to get into the, the thick of things, or do you just hit the ground running? I think that's a great pickup. I mean, I'm impressed. I'm very also happy that they've left me my next player on the list. And for round two, my first pick is going to be out of the Provo Predators, Yuri Yushikov. How dare you? No, I know. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> so I, I know he's a uh, Peterborough Pete OHL draft pick, and – Honestly, I hope he gets called up real quick and goes up to Peterborough. I think he's definitely ready for that level. But for my team and for the Provo Predators, I, uh, I'm i hoping that uh, Yuri Yushikov brings me all the glory that I saw that he could pull off with the Riverblades last season. So Yuri Yushikov, welcome to the Orison Kraken. And the thing with, with Ushikov as well is, I mean, you want to talk about the kind of thing that early on in the recruiting process for uh, Nick Dreyer becomes a huge, huge get. I mean, a huge get. It's getting Ushikov trying to stabilize that forward group. I think they're going to be the team that surprises everyone this year. I really do. 
looking at the talent that, that Nick is building down there and the program he's building down there and just kind of a whole new culture. Like I said, everything's new right there. Ownership, coaches, everything. It's a complete rebound. So it's a whole new team in a, in a city that already had a, a USPHL team for a couple of seasons. And uh, to see what Nick's been able to do under such short notice is actually quite incredible. I, and that's the other thing. I'm glad that you you mentioned that. I mean, that's that's the the second part of it. Is it, it wasn't that you know he knew this was coming in in January February. I mean, this is this is a short notice put together, and and I think they're going to be very good. They're going to be very competitive. I'm excited. I'm excited to see him hit the ice. And I know that Nick's. If anyone hasn't listened to the podcast from July, he was on talking about the new team and the same jersey company that does Northern Colorado and Ogden's jerseys will be doing Provos. So I'm super stoked to see what they come up with and uh, just the beautiful detail that they uh, that they create with jerseys. Yeah, no, they they're going to be you know out here, brand new look, brand new logo, brand new jerseys and. Again, it's it's going to be, I think, a nice a nice reset for that organization and for the the city of Provo. I mean, my second pick. Looking around again, you just I'm going to take I don't know a little bit of a, a potential pick here. Um, oh, okay. In in Idaho Falls, I Ooh. I really like Stanford Zito. Um, I think you know I got him <laughs> coming back to the USPHL after spending yeah. two years in Ogden and. You know, when he started with the Mustangs, he was originally a forward, did what he needed to do, transitioned back to defense, and provided a lot. Um, I think that, again, as, as a player that has experience playing in this division, playing with all of these teams, he's got a real opportunity um, to try and, and develop and, and become a goal scorer, become a leader on the Spud Kings roster. And that's going to be huge for Idaho Falls. They're spending the first two, two and a half months of the season on the road, Chris. They yeah. don't play at home until December when the Mountain America Center is is going to be ready. You know, I, I really look at that Idaho Falls roster, and there are a few other teams in the in the West that you look and you say, okay, who's going to be that guy that steps into that number one, number two, top six role? And I, I think Zito's a guy that can do it for the Spud Kings. Yeah, uh, I 100% agree with you. Um, he wasn't far down uh, from one of my picks, so... Uh, again, good snipe. Um, so uh, thank you. Uh, though, <laughs> we'll move into uh, uh, our third pick in the second round, and Steve is selecting. And this is where I'm going to start slaughtering names. It looks like out of the Bakersfield Roughnecks, he's selecting another goalie, Connor Dumensil. Sorry, Connor. Um, <laughs> trying to we'll how would there. I pronounce your name? Yeah, we're, we're good. Once we start hearing your name, but he's out of Arizona. It's a 2004. Again, another uh, high school player out of Pinnacle High, and wow, save percentage of nine four zero, and uh, in the playoffs, a save percentage of nine eight zero. So the kid's a brick wall. Yeah, and, and again, that's one of those things where you know good goaltending can fix, hide, you know, belay a whole lot of worry, a whole lot of 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 those early struggles. And, you know, this is a roughneck side getting back in the junior game. They're an expansion team. Um, again, they're really well positioned um, in the Pacific Division to to try and make some noise in, in their first year. We saw that with Long Beach last year. It's going to be uh, interesting to see them hit the ice. I'm stoked. Honestly, 18 teams. I'm I'm going to be watching all of this. Uh, but again, for all of you listeners, coaches, fans, parents, players, equipment managers, it doesn't matter. Um I might miss a highlight, so if you think I have, send it to me. But fourth pick in the second round, 
for the Ice Dogs is going to be out of the Bellingham Blazers, Roman Wallenek. I'm assuming that's how you say uh, Roman's name. But uh, Roman Wallenek, he's a 2005 out of Langley, British Columbia. He spent last year between the PIJHL Surrey Knights and the Vancouver Sharks U17 program. Putting up pretty impressive numbers with the Sharks. Uh, it looks like he has 36 points in 22 games. So I'd say those are pretty impressive numbers for Roman. I, so far, right, it's early. You don't know what else, what other rosters are going to look like. I love what Bellingham is trying to do um, in the Northwest Division. They're they're looking early on at kind of a veteran defensive core, a little bit older defense, a little bit older goaltending, and then giving room for younger forwards to develop. I mean, Walnick's an 05, and, I mean, they've got, they've signed 06s. They've signed an 07. Um, and so I, I like what the Blazers are going to try and do in the Northwest Division. You know, they'll they'll join with Seattle um, as two of the expansion teams out of that, that Northwest. Um, it, again, it, it's going to be a good time. It's good to see that presence um, at the Tier 3 level return in the Pacific Northwest. It's exciting to see these teams and reunite now with uh, what is becoming the USPHO West and what these programs are doing. And that's going to take now. I'm actually getting to the point where this draft, I have to make sure that people's uh, rosters aren't overlapping and uh, everyone's making sure they they align with the rules here. So it looks like for the Cobra Chickens, the pick is going to be out of Bakersfield. It will be Emily Rodrigue for the Cobra Chickens. The Ford put up an average of almost 0.9. It's looks like a 0.889 points per game. Oh, he's a defenseman. Um, but yeah, so he's a 2004 defenseman out of Quebec. I'm not going to try to pronounce. I think it's Shikuda. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to try to pronounce where in Quebec, but he spent last season with the Kern County Knights putting up 16 points in uh, looks like 18 games. So that's a lot of points for defensive play right there. So that is the, Cobra Chicken's newest defenseman. Yeah, I mean, Rodrigue, another one of those uh, guys that all of a sudden there seems to be this developing cross-country, cross-coast pipeline between the province of Quebec and the Pacific Division. Uh, it just keeps developing. It was Vegas and, and Fresno, obviously, first ones in the door on that. And now you see Bakersfield. They're joining in on the fun as well. They are, and uh, it's it's quite noticeable because there are certain teams that would just look at the rosters in the West. You just assume they're, at this point, Little Canada because they're definitely doing heavy recruiting out of Canada, and in particular, Quebec. It's definitely noticeable and, you know, brings a lot of talent. But we are going to go to the final pick of round two, and the final pick of round two is going to be for the Chihuahua. It's going to be Brandon Creighton, the Ford out of Vernal. So another Vernal forward goes in this pick. So he's out of Fort McLeod, Alberta. And last year he spent some time between the Southern Rebels in the PJHL and the Copperheads in the HJHL, putting up 27 points in just 23 games with the Copperheads. So excellent pick there by uh, by the Chihuahua. Yeah, I mean, Creighton played Junior B in the HJ last year up in Alberta. Um, and, and again, you just there there are so many different leagues, so many different options, so many different paths for players that, you know, you never know what what path it, it takes and what it takes for a guy to get noticed. So Creighton going to come on down to Vernal as an 03. And that's an area that because of the Can-Am Junior League last year, Vernal 
um, was the only stateside team for the entirety of the year. They have a lot of ability, a lot of connections up in that area. I think that is a benefit with them being part of the CHHL last year is they have those connections with those organizations in those regions and through those players. And so they're able to to grab some of that talent that whether or not those players played on their team last year, they were definitely noticed, you know, so it's, it's, it's a great connection you're seeing there between uh, these teams that were previously part of the CHHL. Let's move into round three here. So round three, I'm very excited. He's still available. I'm picking out of Vernal, goaltender Antonio Tarantino. Now, I loved Tarantino's play last year with Ogden. And as the roster just kept filling up with goalies, he was uh, traded over to the Ontario Junior Reign. He made some great saves there. And I remember one incredible save that I had saved off as one of the highlight uh, saves. I'm excited that he's still available at this point, And I think he's going to be a pretty big leader on this team. He's familiar with the league. He's familiar with the level. And I think he's going to bring that maturity to the net for the Oilers. And the thing is, Tino's a great goaltender. And as you mentioned, just kind of got stuck in that numbers crunch um, in the crease in Ogden. And the biggest thing for Tarantino this year is going to be getting consistent game time, staying healthy. Because when he's on and he's in the lineup, he's a very good goaltender. Doesn't give up a lot of rebounds. I mean, you look at, at, at the numbers from last year. I mean, he was incredible. In, he went 7-3. and three. He had a 941 save percentage when he was in Ogden. And again, as someone that watched him play a handful of games against the Eagles, that that in some ways is the number backs up the eye test, right? Sometimes you see it inverted or you look and you say, wow, these numbers don't quite give the player justice. Or on the flip side, you know, you look at a guy's numbers and you say, ah, interesting. I don't know that I see it, but for Tarantino, they're right in line. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see because he had great numbers last year and mm-hmm. uh I'm excited to see him in net this year wearing that Oilers uniform and uh, and like I said, uh, hopefully stealing that net for the bulk of the games. Uh, who do you got next round, third round? Yeah, I was going to say this is where uh, this is where I'm going to uh, dig in um, and I'm going to take my my eagle here. Um, it, it's got to be Evan Wamas. Um, he's an 0-2 birth year. He'll be playing his third year with the Eagles. Um, lost a year to the pandemic and last year. I mean, as a defenseman, put up 33 points in 49 games, was incredibly potent on the power play. And, you know, with the graduation of, of Bailey Freifogel this year um, on the defensive unit for the Eagles, this is where you are going to have to see which guy steps up and quarterbacks that number one power play unit. And Wamas has a great left-handed shot at Pueblo. They know something about that on the power play in particular. He victimized <laughs> them repeatedly. Um, with that shot from the point, it's a heavy look. And, you know, I'm I'm going to throw this out. I think he crosses 40 points this year. When the season wow. is over, he's going to be a 40-point-plus defenseman. I don't think that's that radical of a prediction. Um, he was on my list. Um, I have quite the extensive list, and so I'm trying as, as to monitor other people's lists, uh, also look at which ones I'm eliminating from mine, and... Yeah, uh, Evan Wamas was was pretty high there. So uh, I I don't think you're wrong that he could easily reach 40 points this year. Absolutely incredible player. Yep, can't go wrong with him. No, you can't. We'll move on now to the third pick in the third round, and it looks like the Snakes are going to pick up Levitt, a young man, out of the Vernal Oilers, it looks like. Uh, so let's look at 
leave its information here. Levitt or leave it? I'm going to go with Levitt. So it looks like Levitt out of the Vernon Oilers. He's a 2003 out of Alberta, Canada. And he spent last year with the Wheatland Kings in the AJHL, putting up six points in 22 games. Uh, he's a defenseman. Okay, so another defenseman uh, picked up here by the draft. It's a defensive round all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, you do the math right. Folks have probably picked up a couple forwards. They picked up a goalie, so now they have to start going and saying, okay, got to fill out my point, guys. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yes, they do. And because uh, you, you got to get those two defensemen in on this draft. So that that is a requirement out of the 10 players. So uh, let's move on to the fourth pick in the third round. And this is going to be for the Ice Dogs. And he is pick. He can't pick him. So he will be picking Cam Gillen out of the Fresno Monsters. So let's look a little bit more about Cam. He's a 2002 out of Edwardsville, Illinois. Last season playing with the St. Louis Junior Blues of the NA3HL, putting up six points in 34 games. So Fresno Monsters, Cam Gillen, has now been picked up by the Pigeon Hockey Podcast, Wasatch Ice Dogs. And Fresno, you know, again, we, we talk a lot about what different different teams or different organizations have to replace. And man, the scoring that that Fresno is going to have to come up with this year to replace their top unit last year is going to be some kind of big. I mean, you know, (laughs) they have guys that are still eligible to come back. Alex Sanyan and Biller haven't, you know, they haven't been announced yet, but you know, they're going to, they lose, uh, Skaversky and Gavrilenko, and that was Skaversky was the league's leading scorer last year. So they're going to have to pick yep. up those hundred points plus from somewhere. You dig into enough of these player stats, and you you take a look at what they're able to do. And I think this is a great pick by the Ice Dogs. It's going to be exciting to see what I mean. The Monsters are back-to-back champions out of the Pacific, so you can't ever count them out or their players. So let's move on to the fifth pick for the Cobra Chickens. And this is going to be out of the Ogden Mustangs forward Tucker Thorstad. So the longtime Mustang has been picked up by the Cobra Chickens. Thorstad had a tough sophomore year last year. I mean, yes. jumped on, had double-digit goals as a rookie, um, dropped down to 15 points in 38 games. And, man, it was not for lack of trying for the 03, um, the 03 birth year forward. Just didn't seem to get some bounces that he got in his rookie season. And, and I think that's a great pick. I, I think he's one of those guys, again, you look at this this Ogden roster, he's in a position for a really good bounce back year. And, you know, you think about he's bouncing back into your third season. He's still in 03. He's got another yeah. year after this. I mean, that's that's the other thing with the development curve. And so, you know, for Dorstad, I, from a, a player development standpoint, I hope that he has the bounce back year he's looking for. Yeah, and I mean, he was a excellent point producer the year before, and you're right, he had a tough year in his sophomore season, but I mean, he's just, he, you can see the talent. He, he's got the skill set, he's got the talent, and he's been one of our guests on a previous podcast. It was awesome getting to talk to him, and me consistently mispronouncing Mesa as, I think, Mesa. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I know he's a huge Coyotes fan, but I guess now he's, he's going to have to be a little bit more fan of Cobra Chickens. So, but... Uh, Let's finalize the third round with the pick for the Chihuahua. And for the Chihuahua, we're going to be going to Seattle for forward Bryce Neal. 
Okay, yeah. So he's out of Marysville, Washington. He's a 2005, so he's a young player. And he spent basically the bulk of last year with the New England Wolves between their 16U program and the EHLP. So Bryce Neal picked up by the Chihuahua. And I think that is always so encouraging when you look at a guy that has, especially on the younger side, you know, he had a lot of success at the U16 level last year. And he's looking and saying, hey, the next step for my development is taking that opportunity, coming back home and and getting to play, you know, play junior hockey in Seattle. He's home. And honestly, I love the Totems jersey, too. I'm very happy they're not part of the USPHL. I'm excited to see that team and those jerseys hit the ice. Seattle, if you're listening, keep on Twitter a little bit more. I I think they're pretty heavy on Instagram. But, uh, you know, I I do everything on Twitter. So I'm just calling out teams to do things on Twitter if they can, if they have the the personnel to do so. Hey, any teams that need help, give me a call. But, you know, I like that. Very subtle plug. I like that a lot. Seattle, you need help. I, there's a lot of teams out there. I think it could use some help. So so reach out. We can come to an agreement of some sorts. But let's move into the fourth round. My pick here. Let's see. I have got, I'm looking at my roster. So I'm allowed to pick up. Okay, I'm going after my first Mustang. Are you ready? Defenseman Luke Foss. Yeah, what it, a year he had last year. Oh, man. He's a point producer. He's got just all the hockey IQ you need out of defenseman. He doesn't let people get past him easy. Uh, I think he was our defensive rookie of the year on this podcast. I mean, what a year that Luke Voss had. It's so funny that you made that pick because in my brain, I was, I was going down the line and I was thinking to myself, you know, of all the Mustangs that are still sitting out on the board, (laughs) right? Especially since guys are picking up defensemen. No, Voss, you know, 37 points in 42 games as a rookie really stabilized that back line. And there's going to be even more, I think, asked of him this year when you look. You know, there are going to be some nice pickups that the Mustangs have made. But, you know, you have to replace Devin Baldway and Michael Heller um, on the blue line if you're Ogden this year. And Foss is going to be asked, I think, to be on that number one unit. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Tate Jensen there as well, um, who's coming back in his third year in Ogden. So, Again, this is a good, good pick, good player, and he's gonna, he's going to have to see if he can take that step up in year number two. Yeah, um, uh, I think he can, and I'm excited to see him. He is my Mustang for the season. So, who do you got round four, pick two? Well, you know, I I'm looking, and I I need a defenseman still. I I don't have a goaltender, and I think I'm it, it, I might be the only one. I think for me, you know, you look at Las Vegas. Um, and, and getting the opportunity to talk with Adam Benaldi, um, the general manager in Vegas. Um, they have done such a good job of taking young talent, developing them, getting them ready. And in that boat, um, I'm going to take a defenseman, Felix Payette. Um, he's going to be an 05. Right. He'll be making his junior hockey debut. But again, the, you look at the success in particular that Vegas has had developing young defensemen. Last year, it was Simone Pierre Brunette, who's headed back to Drummondville this year to play in the QMJHL in major junior. So uh, I just, I really like what that organization does as you see guys develop as the year progresses. Uh, He was on my list, was definitely eyeing him down. So I think that's a great pickup. I mean, his stats are great. He's a, he looks like a young and upcoming talent. And I I think that's an awesome, awesome selection. Let's look at see what the, 
what the snakes have in line. This is where listeners, this is where it becomes fun because I have to make sure people's lists aren't overlapping with, with restricted players or teams they've already picked from. So I'm going to look at Steve's list and I'm guessing here he's, this is the exciting part of this draft. Ladies and gentlemen, you get to hear me struggle to see if uh, he's already picked up a player from this team. So Steve is going with, another defenseman and I want to make sure he's Mac. Well, he doesn't get restricted on defensemen, but I want to see basically rounding out what he needs here. And he's going with out of Seattle totems, Levi Knight, the 2002 from Spokane, Washington. Last season, he spent with the Badland Sabres in the NA3HL putting up 13 points in 47 games. So Levi Knight is now a part of the snakes. Well, the Sabres were another one of those, you know, we see it, kind of all around junior hockey as markets develop. They had a decent year in their first year. And again, you know, sometimes you see guys that look and they say, hey, I want to make that jump to to a different spot, especially closer to home now that that's an option with Knight being from Spokane in the eastern part of the state. Um, and, you know, he's an 0-2. Again, Seattle looking with that veteran defensive unit. Yeah, and uh, I think that's a great pickup. And it's going to be interesting to see how Steve continues to draft here because he's just – basically going to be able to finish with forwards the rest of the draft. So as long as he's been picking from uh, one of the teams he's picking already from, Steve's already kind of filled out his uh, minimum requirements for goalies and, and defensemen, or I guess not minimum, but the requirements. So interesting pick there, Steve. Congratulations, Levi Knight. Let's see. Now the Wasatch Ice Dogs are next. And the Wasatch Ice Dogs looks like off the board, off the board. It looks like I don't think he's picked from Las Vegas yet. So I think this is going to be... From Las Vegas, Tristan Nelson. Honestly, I love that city. You can't say enough about that city. And the T-Birds are now, I think, they're the affiliated team with the the Ogden Mustangs for the 23-24 season. I believe they're going to be the affiliated teams between the NCDC and the Premier Division. Yep. And it looks like, uh, yeah, Tristan Nelson, a defenseman out of Las Vegas. Uh, Last season, he spent with the uh, Las Vegas Thunderbirds as well putting up four points in 39 games. So Tristan Nelson, welcome to the Ice Dogs. Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned, again, it's that pipeline piece that Vegas does so well. They've already got that Quebec connection. They've established an NCD partnership here a little bit closer to home. Um, They've had that partnership with the Boston Advantage over the last couple of years in the NCDC. And and now with the Mountain Division moving up next year, they're going to take that partnership. Short the flight a lot. Heck, at that point, it's a drive, right? Vegas to Ogden, yeah. we're talking seven, eight hours? Eh, I'd if say it's more nice. like six. Yeah, I'd say it's more like six hours. Vegas, like, well, okay, maybe it's the way I drive, but I could be to Vegas in six hours, six and a half yeah, hours I, if I was chilling. I, I, I can do it in seven, so I just drive slow. <laughs> or, or you drive fast, take your pick, right? Yeah, and it really does determine upon weather. But, yeah, I mean, I went to the first ever Golden Knights game back in whatever it was 2017 yeah um, and uh yeah i i had to work the next day so <laughs> i i left the game uh right before it ended because i knew i wanted to be traffic out of there and i was home by two three o'clock in the morning woke up three hours later and went to work that so, is intrepid i i wanted to be there for history actually me and uh me and steve uh actually met up at that game uh because he oh, drove wow. in from phoenix for it so 
yeah, we uh we both wanted to be part of history, and I loved watching his coyotes get destroyed. It was fun. But <laughs> let's move on. And it looks like the Cobra Chickens are going to be selecting from the Pueblo Bulls, and it's going to be goaltender Alexander Timmons. Great pickup. Timmons had one of the best saves of the year last year. I mean, it was just stupidly incredible on Utah. It was a thing of beauty, just robbery. I I was afraid that I was waiting too long on Timmons, and that proved to be prophetic. He joined the Bulls mid-year to kind of spell Artem Lantuk. And, you know, you look at, at the numbers for Timmons and won six games in 16 starts, had a 3.24 uh, goals allowed average. And, you know, looking at those numbers really belied that his first two or three outings were tough. And he really locked in and improved as the season progressed. And obviously we don't know necessarily how the rest of the roster is looking, but the Bulls really love to favor that veteran goaltender in their 20-year-old season. They love to use them a lot early. And so, you know, ostensibly, uh, Timmons, the de facto number one for the Bulls, headed into their fourth season in franchise history. I mean, he was just excellent last year when he he took a lot of uh, the relief out of Artem at the end of the season and was able to get in some games there. And But I think you nailed it. Uh, The Bulls like to basically ride on one goalie throughout the season, which last season happened to be Lantouk. Timmons did get those games in there, and when he did, he was just incredible. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he's going to be a, a probably the goalie that they're they're targeting this year to be the the lead the lead goalie um, if he still continues to put up the numbers and the uh, the action he did last year. So let's look at the final pick for the fourth round, and this is going to be out of the Ogden Mustangs forward Mark. Scioli, one of the new additions to the Ogden Mustangs, has been picked up by the Chihuahuas. And Mark is from Colorado Springs, Colorado. He's a 2003, and last season he spent with the Colorado Rampage's 18U program, putting up, it looks like, 33 points in 51 games and then 10 points in 17 games. Great pickup there by the Chihuahua. On the Mustangs? Going back to the well, I mean, they're grabbing guys straight out of that AAA uh, 18U level. Again, you know, they had success with it last year. Andrew Alonso, Dimitri Boyatzis, those were guys that had not played junior hockey before. They made their rookie year as, as 18-year-olds and played well. And so they're hoping to find some of the same look with Seoli up front. Yeah, I think it's a great pickup and uh, well done. Welcome to the Chihuahua Seoli. Let's see. We're going to finish off this podcast with the fifth round and our final picks of phase one. My final pick of phase one is going to be coming out of San Diego because I don't think I've picked. No, I have not picked out of San Diego. And then I've wrapped up my goalies and defensemen on this thing. And I will be uh, I only picked up one forward. You're Yushikov. So I get to finish off uh, phase two with all forwards. But I'm picking up my other defenseman here. And then it's going to be Matthew Rowe out of the San Diego Sabres. And so just kind of what I noticed about Matthew, obviously his numbers, he's out of Montreal, Quebec. He's a 2002, so he's in his final year, but he played last season with the Florida Eels. He put up 34 points in 39 games as a defenseman. I'm stoked to have him on the, uh, the Orison Kraken. So welcome to the team. Not a bad pick. You know, he's going to try and take on that veteran role, taking a step up from the elite yep. to premier in San Diego. And before I make my next pick, I just I need some yes. reminders here because I'm on the fence. How many forwards <laughs> yeah, do right. I get? How many defensemen do I get? I'm trying yeah, to plan two, ahead for day two here. 
No, sorry. You get two defensemen, two goalies, and then six forwards. I wish I could pick three, but no. Well, it, honestly, it, I, I think we had our things down to reach minimum of two for the – because the thing is, the I, I'm, if I'm correct, the points for the defensemen and the forwards is going to be the same. Okay. Um, if I'm not incorrect there, and if it is, it I don't believe we restricted we we minimum of two goalies, minimum of two def- or actually you only allow two goalies, you can't pick a, more than two, but it was a minimum of two defensemen because generally defensemen score less than forwards, yeah. so you're not necessarily restricted to two defensemen because okay. again players also switch roles throughout the year and you don't yep. get to switch out when they switch out. So, okay. All so right. if you want to go back to defense, go back to defense. I'm yeah, oh. that's all oh, good. I got to close out the draft. I'm going to make Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast draft history here. Let's do it. I'm going to be the first person that selects a Rock Springs prospector. That's going to be how I close out day one. All right. Um, Who is it? I'm going to take uh, forward Kyle Avery. Uh, He's an O2 Ah, out of of Brampton. And, I mean, he's going to come down with head coach Corey Bricknell, who brought a lot of his Cold Lake guys um, who won – uh, the CAJHL last year, and I mean, you never know what that competition will look like in terms of how it translates over to the USPHL, but he scored 87 points in 40 games. Um, I'm not a math major, but that's a lot. That's over. That's a lot. <laughs> um, that's that's a that's a high volume of of points scored. Yes. And he's going to be one of those guys that has 102 games of junior hockey experience. You know, scored okay in the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League there in in a a full season with French River um, back as an 18-year-old. So I think he's going to be one of those go-to guys at the start of the year for the prospectors in that Northwest division. So that's how I'm rounding out day one. I think that's a great way to round out day one. I definitely had Avery on my list, so I was quite familiar with the name and uh and the stats and uh sad to see him go but uh happy that he was picked up by uh by somebody before the draft ended here because uh he was pretty high on my list and i just didn't know like you said you're playing the long game with this you just don't know what everybody else's like draft strategy is and it's interesting to see some draft strategies that unfolded here and we still got four more picks to talk about so let's move right into the snakes pick and the snakes are picking out of the Ontario Junior Reign forward Nicholas. I'm going to screw his name up. Uh, he's on my list, but I knew I couldn't pronounce it in the first place anyways, too. Uh, Nicholas Faleo. Below. It's It's got to be French-Canadian. Oh, he's Saskatchewan. Cudworth, Saskatchewan. He's a 2004. Uh, last season, he played with the Warman Wildcats U18 program, putting up 37 points in 31 games. He was on my list, but he has been sniped. By the snakes. And again, Ontario's a, you know, you say it almost ad nauseum with the Pacific Division. Uh, Ontario, another one of those programs that they really came on strong at the end of last year as an expansion side. And again, they are a young squad. They're very good at developing those guys, getting them through that whole season. Um, And I think that Piolo is going to be one of those guys, as in 04, that has a chance to be a top six forward for the reign. Yeah, I believe so. He's, he puts up the right numbers. He had a great season last year, and uh, yeah, he was uh, he was on my list, so he is gone. Let's move on to the Ice Dogs pick for the fourth pick in the fifth round, and it's going to be out of the Pueblo Bulls, and it's going to be veteran Isaac Hood. 
the 2002 out of Spokane, Washington. I think this is a really smart pickup by the Ice Dogs. Yeah, you know, he he is a professional pest. Uh, he is he is he is that he is that Brad Marchand. He is that Brad Marchand mold. Of um, everybody wants him. Brad Marchand, Draymond Green, take your pick. He is the guy um, that everybody wants a guy like that on their team. They do not want to have to play him. Hood was excellent, scored some big goals um, for Pueblo last year. 23 points in 48 games as a rookie after playing AAA 18U. And like you mentioned, he's one of those guys that, you know, looking across that Pueblo roster, uh, much like Fresno, we referenced them earlier. This is a Pueblo side that has to replace their franchise-leading score in Benjamin St. Ange. They have to replace Brendan Dicker. They have to replace Felix Turcott. They've lost their top three scorers from last year's team, and somebody has to step in and fill that void. And Isaac Hood is as good a candidate as any. He's got a good left-handed shot. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he does, and uh, I think it's a great pickup, and you're right. I, I, love, I love the way he described him as a professional test. And I think uh, if Hood listens to this, I think he'll be very proud of that. Probably. He's one of those, you know, one of those guys that, uh, you know, again, and you look around, every team has one, right? Yep. The Eagles have Cornell Riley. Uh, you need him. Yeah, I, that's, it's it's the kind of thing that that can be such a, a, you get so focused on the game within the game that you look up and you, you're falling behind because you're you're focused on that individual battle, and that's what Hood does so well. It's the kind of energy he brings. Yeah, he does, and uh, never like facing him, but uh that's because he, he's good at what he does. So yep. uh, <laughs> we're going to go to the fifth pick of the fifth round. And this is going to be for the Cobra Chickens. And it looks like I think this might be the first Rogue Valley Royals selection. It um, is. But yeah, the Rogue Valley Royals, Nathan Malat. It looks like he's a defenseman. I definitely had him on my list. Yes, I did. And yeah, so the Rogue Valley Royals, Nathan Malat, the 2002 out of Thompson, Manitoba, uh, last season playing with, he was the captain for the McKenzie Mountaineers of the GMHL, uh, putting up 27 points in 26 games as a defenseman. So great pickup by the Cobra Chickens. Cannot tell you how exciting it is to see Medford get back into yes. junior hockey. I mean, there's the Rogue Valley Royals in this rendition, but man, the the rink with three R's, they pack that barn in. And, you know, it's just it's such a fun venue to to be in. I imagine anyway, having just lived vicariously through the stream. But it's just so good to see that market, which is, again, supported tier three junior hockey so well to get another shot to do so. Yeah, because uh, I know that COVID was hard on Medford and uh, things weren't quite working out. But it's good to see them get back into the game and be back in the USPH. Well, I guess back with their their fellow teams that are now in the USPHL and excited to see Rogue Valley Royals hit the ice this year. Final pick of phase one. So the sixth pick of the fifth round, we're going to finish with a Northern Colorado Eagle. So the Chihuahuas are finally going to go to some defense and they are picking up defenseman Xavier Fortin, the 2002 out of Quebec, who was, if you recall, was going to be our breakout player of the year this year. And I think, I think this is a great pickup by Ben and his, uh, and his Chihuahua. Fortin had 20 points in 29 games. And man, wow. the wrist injury in Pueblo last year cost him two months. 
And it just by the time he was back in the swing of things in the playoff run, the season was over. Just the way the timing and everything worked out. But he's another one of those guys, a left-handed shot out at the point. You may see him with the offensive skill, quarterbacking one of those power play units. And, you know, he'll be in his third year uh, as an Eagle. And he's played 58 games. He's got 35 career points in those 58 games. And, again, another one of those guys that can't say enough about on and off the ice. Um, really, really good guy, good kid. He's going to be playing his, his 20-year-old season this year as an 0-2. And, you know, you mentioned it. He's on your list as that breakout player of the year. And, yep. you know, we'll see we'll see what he's able to do. Again, he was nearly a point-per-game player last year for the injury, and he had the offseason to rest up, get that confidence, and get back in the swing of things. Yeah, and I think he's going to have an excellent season. I've got five forwards to pick up for phase two. And listeners, if you like this and you want to be part of it, you can be part of it. You can actually draft, and you'll mix right into the mix of phase two, but with your phase one picks. And then once all of that is shaken out, we'll we'll wrap up with uh, anyone who joins late. Uh, their phase two uh, will just be separate after our phase two mixes in with uh, their phase one. So you're not out of this yet. If you're listening to this and you want to be a part of it, Elite Prospects is our guide. <laughs> and uh, and this this is how we're going to be monitoring and tracking everything this year through through Elite Prospects and Hockey TV. So, yeah, I, I do, I'm telling you, this is going to be – I think this is going to be a lot of fun, and it, this is just a great way to, to talk about these players and, and to get their names out there and, like I said, watch their highlights, see them produce points this year. Again, any of you listeners, the, the rules are all on an article on our Twitter page. Check it out or reach out, and I'll make sure you get the article. And and I'm just going to say the, the, I guess, teaser that I have going into day two, for me anyway, is I'm the only guy that didn't select a goalie. I have no oh, goalies wow. right now. You're right. You are. Let me see. I filled out my goalies. Yeah. Some of you guys grabbed a pair. No, I I have not picked a goal yet. I think you might be the only one. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what you're going to do. I'm excited because there's a lot of really good goalies left. I had a lot of goalies. I, I'm very happy that I got Barbo and Tarantino. But if if you look at my list, it's embarrassing how many goalies are in the top 20. <laughs> so I was I um. Thank- they can't skate it past center ice. You got to get goals from somewhere. <laughs> uh, well, when they score a goal, it's worth a lot of points. Uh, so everyone, I think a goalie goal uh, for the season we're going to rate is a ten points. That's a ton of points. So Charles Anthony Barbeau, I, I know you like leaving the net. You scare the crap out of me when you do. But uh, when you get that chance, take a shot. Give me some I, points. I was going to say of of the goalies, he's. He's the guy that would take that shot. <laughs> you know he yeah. is. He, he's the guy that would go for gold there. Yeah, I'm not going to underestimate Tarantino, though. Tarantino, you're listening to this. Aim for that net and, and get that goal, 10 points. But I'm excited. I think uh, like there's so much talent. That's the thing. When you really look into this, my list is almost 80 players deep on players that I wanted. That just shows the incredible talent that the Western USPHL is going to be having this year and what's going to be on display. And I'm excited. I'm excited for this season. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, you look at the calendar today, September 4th, which my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, dad. You look and you go five days. I mean, five days until at least in the mountain division and around the USPHL really 
five days until the preseason begins. Folks will get in a couple of exhibition games, uh, Rock Springs, Vernal, Ogden, and now my brain is uh, slipping <laughs> on the fourth team that is going to join them on that escapade. Vegas um, is the fourth team yeah. that will join them. So, uh, and then obviously the Eagles will play the Bulls on the 10th down in Pueblo. So we don't have to wait much longer. It's It's happening. It's happening faster than we know. That that it is. And for uh, for you listeners, you want to learn a little bit more about the USPHL West or just the USPHL in general. I mean, you've got the Dan K show and um, Brandon, you're part of that team now. Yeah. So I, I'm only one episode in, so I'm still a novice compared to yourself, but we'll be doing a Go West uh, podcast presented by the Dan K show. And so we're going to talk a little bit all levels of hockey on the West Coast. So we'll hit the junior hockey, um, the ACHA as well. Um, our first episode was a great time. We got to talk to the Binaldi family. So Adam Binaldi, the GM in Las Vegas with the T-Birds. Um, Aunt Binaldi, who's a goaltender that committed to Nichols College this past year. And Nick Binaldi, who's headed up to the NCDC, signed with the Boston Advantage. So he'll become the second T-Bird in as many years that's made that Year one in Vegas, year two in Boston transition. So I'm really excited to kind of get into the podcasting game and try and work up some some collaborations, some fun interviews, and that kind of thing. Yeah, and and, and congratulations on that. And uh, like it's it's great. I mean, if you want the knowledge of the USPHL, uh, we're not the spot. We we fill in a lot of stuff. Like we you can learn a lot from us. But yes. uh, the Dan K Show is the leader in just all the in-depth knowledge you can, you can get. And you watch any of these showcases, you're going to hear, uh, you know, Lucas and Dan K, man, you're going to hear them in there at the arenas. I know you've paired up with them on broadcasts. It's fun to listen to. Uh, it's always exciting when you know the Dan K show is going to be in the house. It causes a little bit of buzz in the arena. So, you know, that said, we do want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, PHH Official, to let us know what you think. And also be sure to comment and share any upcoming games or hockey news we should cover in a future podcast. This is the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and today's guest, the play-by-play announcer of the Northern Colorado Eagles, Brandon Price. Thanks again for having me, Chris. And man, we can't wait for day two. Oh, me neither. And uh, again, we're thinking it's going to be the 11th of September. We're not 100% sure, so just watch Twitter. <laughs> but that said, thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.